Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. They have one of the best rosters in the NFL, but figuring out the quarterback position... It's kind of been the kryptonite of the San Francisco 49ers. I'm Gabe Knight, so along with Rob Guerrera here on Canty Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, ESPN Radio presented as always by Progressive Insurance. Earlier this week, the 49ers announced that Trey Lance, that player they gave up three first-round picks and a third-round pick for, is not going to be the starter, is not going to be the backup. He is indeed going to be the third-string quarterback as he was beaten out by Sam Darnold for that backup spot in San Francisco. And here's John Lynch, who went on KNBR Radio in San Francisco this morning, talking about the future of Trey Lance with the 49ers. Very happy with Trey. That's probably the most likely option is that he's here. If we could find a landing spot for Trey that is, you know, is a really good one for him, you know, works for our organization, that's not something we we turn a blind eye to. But that's not where our focus is right now. Yeah, there's viable options for all players. But right now, Trey's a part of our team and we're going to move forward with that in mind. So they're trying to figure out what they were exactly what to want to do. That was a little tap dance that he did going on KNBR Radio, just trying to buy as much time as he can, trying to figure out what exactly they want to do and what they can do with Trey Lance. And, and Rob, for those who don't know, you host a 49ers podcast. So this is a little bit you know closer in your realm. How, how have the 49ers been able to absorb giving up what they gave up for Trey Lance and what he's played in... Two games? Three games? He has eight career games, four career starts. And look, this has been my world. Like you said, I host the 49ers podcast, the gold standard 49ers podcast, shameless self-promotion. I'm going to try and, and stay as calm as I can here. because I, been... I hope you don't stay calm. If there's anything I can do to rile you up further, please don't hesitate to ask. They don't know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing at this position. They are good at many things in San Francisco. They are good at scheming things. They are good at drafting players, particularly in the later rounds. They are good at so many things in San Francisco. But they have butchered the quarterback position from the second they got in there in 2017, and they are butchering it to this day. Gabe, they didn't even get this announcement right. Kyle Shanahan went in front of the media on Tuesday and said, we haven't figured out our backup quarterback situation. It's not settled yet. We'll announce it before the Steelers game. Then the next day, the news leaks that they told Trey Lance he's quarterback three because Trey Lance's team probably leaked it once they found out. And now they have this whole bleep storm. And Trey Lance is skipping practice. Yet John Lynch is going on KMBR saying, we never thought this would get out. You excused Trey Lance from practice. Did you think we wouldn't notice that he wasn't there? Well, plus, if you're Trey Lance... And now you're the third-string quarterback in San Francisco. Your team's going, yeah, let's get this news out there. Because now you're asking for someone, hey, someone come get me. 
Come and get me. It's not going to cost you that much. They obviously don't think much of me here if they're going to make me the third round, the, the third string quarterback. Come off for a fifth round pick. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll be able to acquire someone who is a first round pick, a top five pick, not that long ago, who clearly has some talent, just hasn't gotten the, the, the opportunity. And that's the crazy part to me. I have been trying to rack my brain, Rob, trying to figure out if there's another quarterback that has been taken this high, that's never going to get an opportunity to play and a legitimate chance, a legitimate opportunity to play for the team that drafted him. No. Allow me to put your mind at ease, Gabe. (laughs) Trey Lance, in the history of the common draft era, which goes all the way back to 1967, there has never been a top five pick for a team that has played fewer games for that team than Trey Lance's eight with the San Francisco 49ers. Ever. Ever, 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 ever. Johnny Menzel didn't watch a second of film. He got eight starts. That's that's twice as many as Trey Lance has gotten, okay? Jamarcus Russell, what everybody says is the biggest draft bust in the history of football, got 25 starts. That's more than five times as many as Trey Lance. And Sam freaking Darnold has gotten 55 starts in the league. He's on his third team. He's been awful everywhere he's gone. And people are still saying, we don't know for sure that that Sam Darnold is a bust yet. We got to give him another chance. Yet Trey Lance has started four games, one of which he broke his ankle in the first quarter. Another one was a monsoon in Chicago where the field was melting. Yet the 49ers are sure, they're sure that Trey Lance can't play. Here's their head coach, Kyle Shanahan, yesterday on KNBR in San Francisco on the decision to move up and draft Trey three years ago. When you go back to three years ago, you know, we made a commitment, you know, looking at our roster and everything that we felt it was important with our roster going forward that eventually we were going to need a quarterback on a rookie deal if we wanted to keep this team. And we made that decision back in um, after the 20 season, and we weren't going to look back after that. And Trey was the guy we went with, and we thought we would mix him in and ease him into some stuff the first year um, with a couple packages and stuff. But we didn't believe anyone we would have taken would have beaten out Jimmy that first year. It's so full of crap. Exactly. Because the reason why they drafted Trey Lance three years ago is because they they didn't think that they could win a Super Bowl, even though they had an incredibly talented roster with Jimmy Garoppolo. They were able to win a couple of games in the NFC playoffs against Minnesota and Green Bay by throwing the ball like 10 times in each one of those games. They could just run on everyone. And then when they got to the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs and they had a lead and then... Patrick Mahomes started doing Patrick Mahomes stuff and you needed Jimmy Garoppolo to go out and win you a game, win you the Super Bowl as your quarterback, you couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it. Okay, so we need to get a go out, get a quarterback that we think can make those winning plays when we need it the most. So they give up all that draft capital, they move into the top five, they draft Trey Lance, and yet it's Jimmy G who continues to get all those opportunities for San Francisco, partially because of injury, and now they're riding with Brock Purdy. It's just unbelievable to me that they've been fortunate enough, I guess, that Purdy fell to them with the Mr. Irrelevant pick because there is not another regime in the NFL that would be able to give up the draft capital that they did for Trey Lance and survive and avoid really any criticism whatsoever. And also, I want to criticize these two 
Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch for ducking the media and not doing regular media availability and instead just going on the radio of your flagship radio station and not putting yourself out there for any questions that people have of you. Not, I mean, it's not like they were going to face tough questions from the 49ers press corps. I call them the Marshmallow Brigade because they're pillowy soft. They never ask any tough questions. But that would have been better than going on your flagship radio station for a taped interview like Kyle Shanahan did or John Lynch going on there and not facing any criticism. And by the way, that little soundbite from Kyle Shanahan, he's full of it, okay? Because they traded all those picks for Trey Lance because they supposedly decided they needed a quarterback on a rookie contract. The day of the draft in 2021, they called the Packers to try and trade for Aaron Rodgers. Last time I checked, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is not on a rookie contract. They He's ne- rather expensive, actually. They never start and finish a quarterback plan. In the history of the Shanahan regime, in 2017, they didn't scout Patrick Mahomes because they were sure that they were going to sign Kirk Cousins in free agency after the year. And then guess what? That plan went out the window. They traded for Jimmy Garoppolo because they were getting their doors blown off and Kyle Shanahan was freaking out and panicking, so they traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. Then Jimmy was going to be the guy, and then they found out he's actually not the guy. They looked at Tom Brady, decided not to sign him. Then they move up to draft Trey Lance. Then Trey's going to be the guy. But no, then we're going to go back to Jimmy Garoppolo. But then we're going to go back to Trey Lance. But now it's Brock Purdy. They never start and finish a quarterback plan. There is no quarterback plan in San Francisco. Kyle just does whatever the hell he wants, and he answers to no one in that organization because Jed York is just going to sit there, and as long as they keep winning games, he doesn't care. He doesn't care if they win a Super Bowl or not. He just cares that everyone's talking about the Niners and that there's people in the seats, and that's it. What are they going to do with Trey Lance? Because I guess based on some of the reporting I've seen out there on on social media that they don't want to part with him for just a low pick. I mean, they, they put all this capital in him, but at the same time, you torpedoed. Like, you're the ones who did this. You're the ones who torpedoed any sort of trade value that he had by deciding to tell him that he was going to be your third-string round pick, or your, your third string quarterback and then allowing that to just get out there. And now that everybody knows you don't think that highly of him, A, they're going to be... Okay, you don't think that highly of them, so should we think highly of them? Nobody's going to take a big risk on a big swing on Trey Lance and try to acquire him. No, it's absurd. Hey, we've got this car that we don't think runs very well or will ever run very well, even though we've only driven it a couple of times. But we got this other junker that will technically start, but we're going to drive that instead. But you want to buy this car? Like, no. No one is going to do That's what I mean. They screwed this whole thing up. And here's the ultimate irony of the whole thing, Gabe. If the 49ers like Sam Darnold that much, they could have traded for him. On March 26, 2021, the 49ers moved up to the third pick in the draft that year with the trade with the Dolphins. Do you know what happened 10 days later? Sam Darnold got traded to the Panthers. So if you loved Sam Darnold so much that you're going to put him again ahead of the guy that you thought was your franchise guy, you could have acquired him for a hell of a lot less than you gave up to get to number three. And the, not to drag this out too far, but the cherry on top here is when you drafted him, you knew he was going to be a developmental quarterback. You were drafting him from, um, from, South Dakota, for, excuse me, from North Dakota State. Like, it's not like you were drafting somebody from Alabama that was going to be coming in ready-made. You, you knew it was going to take a little bit of time to season this guy. And the only way to do it was, and, and actually, I didn't, I didn't argue with the way they did it the first year. They had some packages for him. All right, just kind of 
get used to the NFL, and then we'll start you. And they never got around to the, okay, now you're our guy. They never, it never really felt like Trey Lance was their guy. They have to trade him. I, I, I don't know any other way around it. But at the same time, I guess, Rob, I thought they had to trade Jimmy G, and he ended up starting the majority of their games last year until he got hurt and Brock Purdy took over. So who knows? Maybe, maybe injuries and, and that's going to what, end up, what ends up giving Trey Lance his actual chance in, in San Francisco. 262 total snaps for Trey Lance. The only time he started and finished games in consecutive weeks was the last two weeks of this preseason. That's the only time it ever happened in San Francisco. It's, it's wild. Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive, making bundling easy and affordable. Get multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Breaking news, ESPN's Adam Schefter is reporting. The Colts have given all-pro running back Jonathan Taylor permission to seek a trade. It's not like they're looking to just unload him, yeah. and I don't think that they would trade him just to trade him. I was trying to piece together teams that have cap space and a lot of picks, and I don't know why the Bears came up in my mind. I think the irony here is so spectacular that the Colts have just spent half a year telling Jonathan Taylor he's not worth the money. From somebody who may get traded in Trey Lance to somebody who wants to get traded in Jonathan Taylor. And the Colts have given Taylor until Tuesday to find a suitable trade and get him out of Indianapolis since the Colts have made it clear that they don't want to trade. Or, excuse me, they don't want to pay Jonathan Taylor, which puts any team that wants to acquire him in an interesting spot. Because they've got to give him the money and they have to give up the capital. But there are teams that are still calling, and there are a couple of teams still trying to figure out if they can add Jonathan Taylor. Six teams apparently have inquired about his availability. Two have engaged the team with actual offers, including the Miami Dolphins, who are trying to make a push in what's a pretty loaded AFC East. Rob, do you think that Taylor is actually going to be traded before the Tuesday deadline that the Colts gave him? Oh, yes, I think he will, but I don't think it's going to be for what the Colts want. And which is so weird to me because the Colts are the exact kind of team that should pay Jonathan Taylor. They don't have a ton of huge salaries on the books that's going to, you know, clog up their cap. They've got a rookie quarterback who needs all the help he can get. Like they're the team that should pay a running back, and yet they don't want to. It's really, really weird to me. I think eventually he will get traded, but the Colts think they're going to get a first round pick for him. I think they're crazy. Yeah, no, that's just teams don't want to give up that kind of capital and then have to pay Jonathan Taylor because that's what this is all about, the money and the running backs and whether they're getting paid or not getting paid. There's one team out there that I think that I have not heard be interested in Jonathan Taylor, but I think should be, and that's the Buffalo Bills. I think the Buffalo Bills need to be all over this because they have a great quarterback in Josh Allen. The problem with Allen is they probably don't want him running as much as he does, even though the man is a tank of a human being, and when you get running as fast as he does and he starts coming downhill, there's not a defensive back who wants to tackle a man that size. But they only have, really, the one offensive weapon that you absolutely can trust So in, in, in digs. So Gabe Davis just didn't show the consistency last year, and they stubbed their toe in the playoffs last year because they got a home game in Buffalo and couldn't run the football. 
Like they just couldn't do it. They could not move the ball, and their only rushing threat was Josh Allen. Where you're playing in Buffalo, and you want the opportunity to host games in that climate, in that stadium, you, you need to be able to run the ball more efficiently. And Jonathan Taylor solves that problem. It gives you another offensive weapon, takes pressure off of Allen, takes pressure off of Stephon Diggs, and, and suddenly you've got a really good trio that you should feel better going up against Kansas City and Cincinnati with. I totally agree with you. It's like adding a hitter to your lineup in baseball. It lengthens your lineup. It makes it more difficult, right? You add a good three hitter, then your three becomes your four, and so on and so on. It makes everybody else around them better. And I tell you what, I like Dalton Kincaid a lot better if he's, you know, the third option on the team instead of the second. You know, I know Gabe Davis is there, but to me, he's good in the playoffs, but that's pretty much it. They could use another weapon. Just try and make Josh Allen's life a little easier, you know, so he doesn't have to put everything on his shoulders. The threat of having a running quarterback in today's NFL is valuable. I mean, you want, I mean, you see what Jalen Hurts, obviously what Josh Allen has done, and, and you see what that value, and even to an extent, Patrick Mahomes, but it's more about just having the mobility and being able to pick up you know, 10 yards when the, when the defense gives you that 10 yards and then you can slide down, pick up a first down to continue the drive. And I think the, the, the Ravens have figured this out as well, or at least are trying to figure it out with Lamar Jackson. They're trying to add weapons around Lamar, finally. You know, they go out and get OBJ. They're trying to figure out ways to take pressure off of your running quarterback. Yes, that is a great threat to have, but once you start relying upon it, you really open yourself up. So giving another weapon to the Buffalo Bills, right now it seems like the Bills are trending behind Kansas City and Cincinnati. You make a big move like this, and you land Jonathan Taylor, your name is back up there on top with those other two teams in the AFC. They should do it. Do you think they're going to? I don't think they're going to. (laughs) No, absolutely not. No, they should do it. They're not going to do it. And look, I'm not as familiar with their salary cap situation. If they would actually have the money to pay Jonathan Taylor, if they could convince Jonathan Taylor just to play one single year and then hit free agency as they try to make a push for a Super Bowl, hey, Jonathan, come here. We can win a title. Then go and get your money elsewhere. I don't, and then they would have to give up the capital. It's certainly an all in move that teams in the NFL don't typically make. But him on the Dolphins, if the Dolphins, who seemingly are interested in any running back that hits the open market, (laughs) that makes that team a little bit more interesting, too, because that just all revolves around, to me, the health of Tua. And if you have a running back that you can rely upon a little bit more, that can take some of that pressure off as well. I think the Bills absolutely should do it. I think the best fit for Taylor is Miami. Mike McDaniel knows how to run the football. He was the architect behind the 49ers running game when he was in San Francisco. It would be perfect for Miami because Taylor could be the workhorse. They still have Raheem Mostert there, who's incredible, but has a really hard time staying healthy. So if you have Taylor take the bulk of the carries and you can use Raheem Mostert as sort of that change of pace back with the speed, the rest of the speed that the Dolphins have on offense, he would be nightmare fuel in Miami. Along with Rob Guerrero, I'm Gabe Nigel. This is Canty Carlin on ESPN Radio. And coming up next, what other big names could be on the move before week one in the NFL? We'll discuss with one of our NFL insiders after Stats has this word from Indeed. 
When you're running your own business, the last thing you need is problems hiring. So check out Indeed, Trey Lance. The all-in-one hiring solution makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates. With tools like Instant Match, the moment your sponsor a post, you'll instantly receive a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. You can then invite them to apply, schedule, and conduct interviews all from the Indeed website. Visit Indeed.com slash credit to get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. This isn't a thing that we're giving up on Trey. This is more of how Brock played in his seven games, and that was decided before the season started. And then how good Sam's looked. But we do have to make a decision here. They're throwing in the towel completely. But the idea that his career in San Francisco is going to be coming to an end with little support, mind-blowing to me. Well, this right now is going to be something that's going to be dissected internally in San Francisco. I don't care what Brock Purdy has returned to you. You can't do that and not have some people have to answer for that. Kenzie Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Filling in for the guys this afternoon, I'm Gabe Knights, along with Rob Guerrera, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Final preseason games in the NFL being played this weekend. Roster cutdowns following that, and to help us 
break it all down, plus the latest on Trey Lance and Jonathan Taylor. We welcome in Kimberly A. Martin, ESPN NFL reporter. Kimberly, we always appreciate the time. And let's start with Trey Lance, who is right now the third-string quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. What's the interest level from other teams trying to acquire Trey Lance? I mean, think about it. What's we, what have other teams seen of Trey Lance, right? They've seen a guy who's been hurt, and they've seen a guy uh, perform not that great in the preseason. I'm sure there'll be interest, but when you think about um, some of the teams, like you can make a case like um, Atlanta. They have Desmond Ritter. Sure, they, they should be a team that's interested. The Bucks because they have Baker Mayfield. But – if you're those teams, do you feel comfortable giving up any sort of compensation right now for Trey Lance, a guy that, like, to take Trey Lance, you have to be in a situation where you don't need him right away or that you will have an opportunity for him to get some, some burn. And a lot of teams just don't have that room in their court, don't have that space as far as reps goes to, to devote to Trey Lance. So I think the, the thing that makes the most sense, honestly, is him staying in San Francisco. I know Kyle Shanahan had said yesterday – then that when all is said and done, he hopes all three of those quarterbacks are still Sam Darnold and Trey Lance and Brock are still there. And John Lynch, I believe, said today that um, the hope is that he remains with the team. So I don't know how this will play out, but I would assume, unless they get something done in the next few days, that Trey might just have to get comfortable being the third string guy or or beyond that. Yeah. Beyond that, I'm sure that's the situation. It's going to work out nicely in San Francisco. <laughs> Let's go to a guy that we have seen plenty of, and that's Jonathan Taylor. And we've seen him, and we've seen him be incredible for the Colts. He wants out. There's supposedly a deadline of Tuesday. What is the latest with Jonathan Taylor and a possible trade? So you hear, so the Dolphins, you hear their name being mentioned. Um, you hear, like, a chatter, could the Bears be interested? Our own Stephen Holder reported that there were six teams that, that were interested in Jonathan Taylor. Here's my thing. I don't care about interest. I care which teams are actually making offers and what those offers are. And that's the unknown that we don't know because the Colts, a few weeks ago, when I talked to people within the Colts, they expected Jonathan Taylor to be there week one. Even right now, uh, people still assume he will be on the team unless a deal materializes that suits their interest. But I got to ask, again, for another team, what are you willing to give up for Jonathan Taylor? I 100% think he's worth it. I think if you're a team, like I think the Bills should definitely be in on Taylor. Uh, The Cowboys, the Dolphins for sure. Um, Cowboys definitely should be in on him. But all those teams might say, you know what? We've already established that the running back market is diluted right now, and the league has done that. The teams have done that themselves. So if you've spent most of the season, it's now almost t- September. You've spent all your off-season money trying to build your rosters the way you see fit. Now Jonathan Taylor comes up. What are you willing to give? And if I'm the Colts, I don't want to budge from taking a one. So unless the team is going to say, we don't just want to be competitive, we think we are a win-now team, this is, our, this is our window, sort of like the Jets and Dalvin Cook, um, I, I don't see a lot of teams in that position. And I think that from the GMs and directors of player personnel that I've spoken to, their big issue was not only are you giving up a lot of draft capital, you got to sign this guy to an extension. So you're giving up money on top of picks at this stage of the game where your rosters are set. That's the downside. And if I'm Jonathan Taylor, I'm really upset because 
He knows that. He knows he has little leverage because the Colts are now granting him permission to talk to teams when every other team is pretty much set. By the way, Kimberly, the listeners couldn't see it, but I was shaking my head so much in agreement when you said the Bills. It just makes way too much sense for him to go <laughs> way to the Bills. Too much sense. <laughs> but it's just not going to happen, unfortunately, I think, if you're a Bills fan. Talking with Kimberly A. Martin, ESPN NFL reporter here on KT Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Gabe Knight, so Rob Guerrero filling in for the guys. Let's stick with the AFC East then. What's the vibe coming out of Patriots camp with Mac Jones now that he actually has an offensive coordinator this year? I think. I, it's interesting because think about where we were last season where fans were actually shouting Bailey Zappi's name. <laughs> I think, unfortunately, as, as great as Bill Belichick is, uh, he's a fellow Wesleyan grad like I am, so I know he's a brilliant guy, but he did the kid a disservice last year. Um, when you have a defensive court, like the whole Patricia judge thing was a disaster. And the hope now is that not only will Mac Jones be similar to the Mac Jones that he was his rookie season, but I think Bill O'Brien, you bring him in there, he's a, he's a great play caller. He's a guy that knows they almost speak the same language given their, time, given their college background together. So I think everybody in the Patriots is excited about what Mac Jones can be. But it'll, it'll be interesting to watch how this season unfolds because Belichick is on the hot seat in New England. Uh, and I don't mean like he's, he's going to get fired any second. No, but how how – this season goes like if this is not a playoff team now you're looking at a Patriots team on the decline did they make the right choice at QB so I think there's optimism but you got to watch the Patriots especially when you see the Bills and the Jets um, and the Dolphins and how they they've loaded up this offseason Kimberly we certainly appreciate the time hope you enjoy the final weekend of preseason games because those regular season games going to be a little more fun when they start in a couple weeks oh yeah yeah thank you guys (laughs) Kimberly A. Martin, ESPN NFL reporter, joining us here on Canty and Carlin. Coming up next, we shift gears to baseball. Our Shohei Otani's days as a starting pitcher over. We'll discuss coming up next, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And Carlin, the podcast. Obviously, Shohei left the game today. Velocity's been down. We're seeing sweepers and splitters. Yeah. He's not throwing a fastball above 94. We did imaging in between games. He does have a tear. That's a UCL tear? Yes. Yeah. That's going to end the day for Shohei. He won't pitch the rest of the year. That sound courtesy of Angels Radio AM 830. Not good news for Shohei Otani, one of the more exciting players in baseball. He will not be pulling double duty the rest of the year, not pitching the rest of the season due to a UCL tear. This is Canty Garland, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80, along with Rob Guerrero. I'm Gabe Neitzel. And this is a huge story because who knows what this could cost Shohei going forward, Rob? He was going to get one of the biggest contracts in baseball history, probably the biggest contract in baseball history. Who knows what this means for his value because, well, he's an unbelievable hitter, unbelievable pitcher. You get that package 2-1, and one, clearly that's going to be worth something on the open market. And the Angels decided that they wanted a shot at re-signing him, decided they didn't want to trade him at the deadline earlier this month. And now because of this injury, Buster Only, ESPN Baseball Insider, says the Angels have a good chance to sign Otani. I think it actually increases the likelihood that he goes back to the Angels. Because if you're the Dodgers and you were frothing over this guy, and I can tell you there were conversations within the Dodgers organization, yeah, this is the guy we want, this is the guy we invest in, players are talking about it. Now, uh, as I say, it's a challenge to try to put a number on him. And if you're the Dodgers, one hallmark about that incredibly well-run front office, uh, you know, Andrew Freeman at the top of it is they're excellent at making bets uh, and placing values on sure things. And his pitching side is just not a sure thing. I don't want to be the guy that pushes back on Buster only because he's forgotten more about baseball than most of us know. But i got to imagine there's still teams out there that are willing to take the risk because the insurance policy is... Okay, well, maybe he overpaid for a generational hitter. Like he still leads the he leads all of baseball in home runs, and he's hitting no doubter after no doubter seemingly every night. He's got forty plus home runs as we sit here with five weeks left in the in the season. He's got a chance to get up to fifty home runs. It's it just seems like to me somebody out there is willing to take the risk on a UCL tear that may or may not require surgery. I agree with you, and you know. Again, covering the 49ers as I have, I feel like I'm an expert in UCL tears now after Brock <laughs> Purdy. Like, ask me anything. I'm all about it. But look, I mean, Aaron Judge got $360 million from the Yankees, and he's two years older than Shohei Otani. So, like, that's your that's your floor, right? Yeah. For mm-hmm. what the contract is. You're not mm-hmm. going to go for less than Aaron Judge. So then the question becomes, is there a team out there that thinks he can pitch for them? And I think this actually opens the door for a team like the Mariners, right? A team that would love to have Shohei Otani, but does not have the money of the Dodgers or the Mets or the Yankees if they were prepping to to make an offer to him. 
Now, maybe the door's open for someone like that, a smaller team that's willing to actually splurge and get this guy if that UCL injury scares off some of the bigger dogs. I understand basketball and baseball are two different sports when it comes to contracts because whatever contract Otani signs, we're looking at 8, 9, 10, 11-year contract. But if there were if there was a team in the Nets that was willing to give a max contract to KD at his age after he tore his Achilles and they knew he was going to be sitting for at least one of the seasons that they acquired <laughs> him for, you're telling me teams aren't going to be willing to take the risk on the A an incredibly marketable baseball player. Like this dude, even as a hitter, is going to put butts in the seats of your stadium. And then when he pitches on top of that, I, I don't know. I, I still think that there's somebody out there that's willing to pay him a boatload of money. Maybe they get a discount because everybody's scared of a second potential Tommy John surgery if he's not able to pitch in 2024. But it's to me, it's just somebody's going to take that risk. Somebody's going to be willing to do that because that's how good this guy is. And if I'm Shohei Otani, I can't wait to get out of oh, God. the Angels organization. <laughs> yes. I mean, talk about a team that's done less with more. They wasted the careers of two generational players, the two best players their organization has ever had. How many times did you go to ESPN.com, Trout, Otani, Homer, or like both do something for the first time since 1942, and yet the Angels lose 6-3? to three? <laughs> It's like every other night, it feels like. <laughs> if I'm Otani, I would want to get out of town. And maybe it becomes a thing where, you know, he you sign him next year, he hits, your team is, you know, going to make the playoffs, and you start to ramp him up as a pitcher and then only use him in the playoffs. Maybe you use him like that, or maybe you use him as a reliever. Like, I feel like there are ways that you can massage this to get value out of that side of Shohei Otani that some team is going to be willing to gamble on next year. Do you think he's still going to be a starting pitcher next? whenever he pitches again? Because, again, I, I don't think this is going to eliminate him from pitching entirely. Do you think he's going to continue to be a starter, or does someone try to transition him to the bullpen to be a closer? I think it depends on what he wants to do, right? Because he's not going to sign with anybody that's not going to go along with his plan. If he wants to be a starter, then he's going to be a starter. It's just he's not going to sign with a team that won't let him do that. I don't... To me, using him as a close, I would rather roll the dice and use him as a starter and just get what mm-hmm. I can get out of him, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I'll find somebody to close. I, I feel like with bullpens now, the closer is much less of a thing than it used to be. So I think I roll the dice. I'm right there with you. He has too much value as a starting pitcher. The palpable buzz that he would have at any stadium outside of what's going on in Southern California would be incredible. Can you imagine like Otani pitching, you know, in Yankee Stadium, in Dodger Stadium, at Fenway Park? If, if and again, these are just the big teams. I have no idea if they have any interest. I mean, I'm assuming everybody's going to have interest in signing him. But like these hardcore, diehard fan bases that would have that palpable buzz every time he took the mound, it would be incredible. It would be an incredible thing for baseball. Somebody's taking that risk. Whether or not the Angels are willing to, whether or not apparently the Dodgers are, are willing to take that risk, I don't think it matters because somebody is going to take that risk. And wherever he ends up, it feels like he's going to have a better chance at making the postseason and being showcased as the top star in baseball that he is in the month, month of October in his next stop. 
I mean, I remember when he faced Mike Trout in the WBC and the oh, world stopped. Electric. It was electric. It was unbelievable. It was must watch. Stop what you're doing and get to the television. Can you imagine a playoff game or a World Series game started by Shohei Otane? It would be must see television. It's, it's, and it's the thing I just can't wrap my head around, Rob. I just can't. Because can you imagine LeBron? Not being in the playoffs for as you know as long as Otani has been, and look, the Lakers missed the playoffs certainly, but he had some injuries and whatnot. But I mean, LeBron's in the playoffs every year. Steph Curry's in the playoffs every year. Patrick Mahomes is in the playoffs every year, and Otani can't get there once with the Angels. They, they you want to talk about blowing a situation? Them not trading him is really going to blow up in their face. That's what makes the greatest players great, right? Mahomes has never failed to reach the AFC Championship game. It's getting the best players to display their skills in the biggest moments. Yeah, it's... And unfortunately, we're not going to get it this year for Shohei Otani. Hopefully, we get it next year, wherever he decides to play. Because I am in the camp of, even though this injury may reduce the price, I don't think he stays with the Angels in Los Angeles. Coming up next, what, if anything, does Jalen Hurts have to prove? And would the Eagles be the Super Bowl favorite if they landed Jonathan Taylor? That's next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.